Hey guys, welcome to a glorious Tuesday. On this Tuesday afternoon edition, uh, I'm going to discuss a few different things. The NBA controversy with LeBron. I talk about the nuances between the Hong Kong situation, how there's actually two issues coming out of this and uh, with U.S. companies and the Hong Kong freedom situation. And I talk a little bit about Mike Cernovich. So take a listen. Oh, you can email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. T-A-Y radio1 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at tstuch1, T-S-T-U-C-H number one. Follow me on Periscope for daily broadcasts at T-S-T-U-C-H number one. Follow me on YouTube at Taylor Stutch, T-A-Y-L-O-R, and it's space S-T-U-C-H. Thank you. So there's still fallout going on with the NBA and the Middle Kingdom, China. So what exactly is going on? Uh, basically, LeBron James was asked about the NBA situation with China and Hong Kong. And he was quoted as saying that when the general manager of the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, made his tweet about supporting Hong Kong, that maybe he was, I think he said he was misinformed. He wasn't educated on the subject. And um, it has sparked a fury of controversy online. Absolutely. There are so many people that are just going after him, and rightfully so. So here's the situation as I perceive it. This is why people are upset with LeBron James, and like I said, I think a lot of people, I think people have a right to be, um, especially considering the stance that they've taken in the past. So really the big problem with the NBA and LeBron James and their stances is that they have claimed to take um, they have been claiming, like LeBron James in the past has talked about racism in the United States and has made claims, um, you know, more social justice claims. The NBA threatened to not hold a, um, I guess it was any games in North Carolina, I believe, uh, because of a bathroom bill. So the issue that people are having is not so much so that, okay, you guys had this stance, this political stance. The biggest issue is that that they're showing that if there's real money on the line, then they won't uphold their values. So they are – LeBron James said something to the effect of there's consequences for free speech. And what that – what he's – you know, essentially what he's saying is that um, – you know, well, okay, he said what he said. There's consequences for free speech. That on the left, on the liberal side of the spectrum, the more leftist side of the spectrum, that is code words or that is what people say when people get beat up for going to a Trump rally or when people get beat up for saying that they're pro-Trump. Uh, that's what people say. Oh, well, there's consequences for freedom of speech. Okay, yeah, we. Uh, it's, it's kind of a bullshit nothing term and it's usually used – when people are trying to make excuses for people violating free speech. So the you know, everyone knows that it's the government of China that is predominantly leading these actions against the NBA. So after the general manager of the Houston Rockets made his tweet supporting Hong Kong, then um, they're like the 
they threatened to not to suspend all NBA games from being shown in China. And it's been a really big deal because China or because the NBA makes a lot of money off of their China viewership. Probably, I mean, a lot of money. In China, basketball is like the most popular sport. So they make a lot of money there. It's a gigantic market. And the Chinese government threatened to say, they basically said, hey, if you don't submit to our demands or you know, you need to uh, submit a proper apology, you need to take it back because we don't accept that kind of shit, right? Whenever somebody mentions something about Hong Kong or Taiwan, um, they pretty much view it as uh, you're in- interfering in their internal affairs and they just don't accept it. So now because of that, the we have people in the U.S. are supposed to be censored because the Chinese government is threatening action against commercial interests because of political statements that people make in the United States on websites that are banned in China. Like that's also what's weird about this whole thing. And basically the NBA and LeBron James and probably some other prominent players uh, are, are – in the past, they have been vocal – about uh, the more left-leaning social justice warrior type of uh, causes, like uh, against you know Black Lives Matter, you know they've been very pro Black Lives Matter, uh, pro Kaepernick, pro like I said, just more pro social justice. However, we can see that when there's real money on the line, they switched over. So now that um, now that there's a really big threat of losing a lot of money for the NBA, LeBron James no longer comes out and says, look, I'm going to stand for my, for the principles of freedom of speech. Um, I think the people of Hong Kong should be free. You know, Here's the thing. The bottom line is, actually, I'll talk about this next, but it just shows the hypocrisy. It shows that LeBron James and the NBA were never actually for principled positions, that it was maybe they were somewhat for principled positions, but what this action from China has demonstrated is it shows you who is free, who is not free. So LeBron James isn't really a free thinker necessarily. He's not totally free. Um, he's And he let that out by showing, hey, I'll talk shit against Americans. I won't talk shit against the Chinese because then I'll lose money. So as long as there's some real money on the line, then he won't stand for his principles. But if there is not a big threat of money being lost, then he will. So um, that's what I have to say about that. Now let's talk about some nuances between the Hong Kong situation. Okay, so with the Hong Kong situation, there's a couple things that I think we should separate out here. Uh, With Hong Kong... There is the idea, like, so if we talk about the LeBron James thing, some people were conflating a couple things. There's one is the idea that Hong Kong should be free. Then there's the idea that China has um, is censoring uh, speech in in non Chinese countries. That's the thing. So whether or not. Somebody says something about Hong Kong, like LeBron James doesn't need to know what's going on in Hong Kong, right? And um, the guy that tweeted out something about Hong Kong, it's almost like those are almost separate issues. 
You could be pro or against what's going on for the protests in Hong Kong. The bottom line is, no matter what you say, if you say something that incites the, um, if you say something that the Chinese Communist Party views as provocative against them and their rule, then they say, okay, we are not going to allow you access to our market. So that is fundamentally the issue. And that's what's going on with LeBron James. That's what's going on with uh, South Park. That's what's going on with Blizzard. So Blizzard looks like they're taking uh, some actions on behalf of the Chinese government because they don't want to be banned there. And so we're basically seeing now, and I think Apple as well, you know, Apple removed some apps at the behest of the Chinese government. And what we're seeing here is that all of these companies that say that they're very principled and that they are for, you know, LGBTQ and this and the other, we know fundamentally that it's not about the causes. It's about the money. If the money is not there, if they know the money will disappear, then they will switch, they will toe the line. So like I said, there's, there's a fundamental difference here is it doesn't – and the situation between the US and China, that's really the, this, the problem that we're in right now is it's not so much whether or not people agree with the people in Hong Kong being free. Like I've said, LeBron James can think what he wants about Hong Kong because I'll be honest with you. The situation in Hong Kong is very confusing. We, you know, um, Mike Cernovich made a good point about how we don't really know if the protesters are the good guys. Now, I'm inclined to be on the side of the protesters. That being said, I, you know, this this deal was signed by the British to give Hong Kong back to China 20 years ago, and I don't see what the end game is for the protesters. Um, I don't see what the end game is. I mean, Beijing plans on having. Hong Kong. I don't think they plan on giving it up. So I don't know what the end game is. But regardless of your stance on their freedom, it, you know, you could you could have a in my opinion, like my position is I want Hong Kong to be free. That's all I can say. Because at the end of the day, the British did sign over Hong Kong to the mainland Chinese government. And I don't understand how that process was done. And I don't understand how that was allowed to happen from the Hong Kong people back in the day. I don't, I don't understand how that whole process occurred, to be honest. And I don't know why it occurred. Um, I don't know why the Hong Kong people would have let it happen back then. But regardless of your stance on their freedoms, you can take one stance on that and you can take another stance on American companies uh, being affected by Chinese censorship. Basically saying, come on in, come on in, we'll allow you access to the market. People build up you know, a good part of their profits based on the Chinese market. Then the Chinese government says, oh, now that you're making all this money in our market, if you say anything that upsets us, we're going to cut you off from the market. And that fundamentally makes it to where now American companies are going to have to decide, and not even just American companies, but any non-Chinese company now has to decide, um, do I want to make the money in the Chinese market knowing that now my values that allow me to even operate to make money in the first place could be totally compromised? 
So that's what I have to say about that, and we'll continue. Now, this is kind of a shift here. Um, I know for the episode, I've uh, been following some Mike Cernovich stuff recently. I wrote an article, and I wrote a blog post at tstutch.com about uh, why I support Trump. And in it, I referenced Cernovich's, Mike Cernovich's movie Hoaxed um, because Cernovich has been focusing more and more on uh, – well, he, he has exposed some media hoaxes, and it's something he's documented, and he talks about it a lot, or it's something he has talked about. So I've uh, been following some Mike Cernovich news, but actually, before I get into any of that, um, there was a – Speaking of fake news, so I guess let me switch gears and talk about what I view as the current state of the media with fake news first. So I've said before previously that I think the new paradigm, I think the new paradigm in the U.S. when it comes to information is not uh, what source you read from. Right, it's not necessarily about like CNN versus Fox, though it kind of is. There's a deeper level. So there's CNN, Fox, CNBC, ABC. The problem is, is that even if you're reading those publications, you still don't know what's true, and that is fundamentally the problem. In my opinion, it's not about you know reading different opinions. It's that you could be reading things that are totally false. And uh, we've seen that we've I've mentioned it in the past we've seen it in the past with getting into wars like the Gulf of Tonkin during Vietnam, the babies being thrown out of incubators for the Gulf War. Uh, we saw it with weapons of mass destruction. Uh, we saw it with uh, these fake hate crime hoaxes about people getting their burkas ripped off and things like that. There's a lot of fake news in the world. And yesterday, there was a something that came out from ABC News, and it was footage. They totally made up a situation. They took footage from a firing demonstration, a military – I believe it was a military demonstration, U.S. military demonstration in Kentucky, and they put it as their evidence that Turkey was destroying innocent people in Syria, and they had to retract it and all of this, but it's so patently false that it makes you wonder what, why they did it, what's going on. Um, it's so patently false and disgusting that they would do this to the American people, that they would do it to anybody. And it's just another example of how the media makes shit up. Now, um, I kind of bring this up because I was listening to a, um, a podcast where the guy was interviewing Mike Cernovich. And, you know, I don't get on board with everything about Mike Cernovich, but I do like some of his shit. I think his documentary hoaxed is really good. The other thing is, like, I guess that's it. What I like about him is that he's a journalist or he's been, you know, I don't know what exactly he considers himself, but a journalist who takes risks. He has gotten, he's gone after some people. Um, he took out a congressman, got a congressman to resign. He did a lot of work with Jeffrey Epstein. He's really put himself on the line. He's taken some big risks. And that's what I really, really appreciate about the stuff he puts out. Now, some of the stuff he puts out, not a big fan of. Like when he talks about IQ, don't really care about that because obviously 
I'm woke from Nassim Taleb, so I don't buy into that. But um, he's in a great interview talking about, they talk about the many different things. I can't remember what the interview was called, but it was just, just came out. And one of the things they talked about was the, uh, the news. And this, it was this guy from Britain, and he was talking about how you get one thing from the left, you get one thing from the right, and it's just two different stories. And uh, to borrow from Scott Adams, we are living in a time of news being two, we're seeing two different movies on the same screen. And if you are not pulling out and, and discounting the bullshit that's coming out of the news, and you're just taking it in, then you are going to be misinformed. And you're going to be severely misinformed. And you're going to absorb talking points Useless BS talking points. So you need to be careful about the information that you take in. Also, I would recommend everybody follow Cernovich. Um, He's, I mean, I follow him on Twitter. I really enjoy his content. Like I said, I'm not in on everything. But you don't need to be in on everything to follow somebody and to get some information from him. So that's what I got to say for today, folks. Um... You check out my website, teastouch.com. You can send me an email at tayradio1 at gmail.com. That's T-A-Y, radio, the number one at gmail.com. Follow me on Periscope and Twitter at teastouch1. And uh, yeah, thank you.